Hello, welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More. I am your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adesia. And this is a podcast where we watch musical movies and then we review them. It is also a Grease um, promotion thing (laughs) because we are performing Grease for our university musical society and um, we're kind of excited about it. We want you to get excited about it. So you will get some... Yeah, BTS stuff at the towards the end. So, look forward to that. Anyway, this week we watched Cry Baby. <laughs> cry Baby, cry. Well, have you heard of it? Probably not. <laughs> Many people probably haven't heard of it. I mean, some people probably have. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Not many. Cause people who like John Waters probably have heard of this and watched it and adore it. Fair. Um... <laughs> I do adore it, though. So let's just jump straight into it. Okay. So just before we get right, right into it, talking about John Waters for a second. If you don't know who John Waters is, we have dipped a toe into John Waters and not come out the same. Because (laughs) um, John Waters is responsible for Hairspray, actually. He... Um, directed and wrote Hairspray, which later, the movie that later became the musical that we adore. Um, But he's also, um, in his film career, done some really weird stuff. And I'm going to say the words Pink Flamingos. And if you don't know what that is, just Wikipedia it. Just, Just wiki it and have a delight. Don't watch it. Just don't do that to yourself. I can pink see. Flamingo, blah, blah, blah. Is pink, pink flamingos, flamingos uh, like a movie or something? It's a movie. It's kind of got a cult following. I see oh. you googling it right now, and I'm just gonna do this while you do that. Sure. <laughs> and we'll just get your record your um reactions as you read that wiki page. Okay. So, <laughs> Crybaby is set in. Nine, well, it was made in 1990, but it's set in 1954, Baltimore. Um, it, it has in its cast uh, Johnny Depp as Wade Walker, who is Crybaby, Amy Locan as Allison Vernon Williams, Ricky Lake as Pepper Walker, Kim McGuinness as Mona slash Hatchet Face, and Tracy Lords as Wanda Woodward. So Johnny Depp's singing voice in this movie isn't Johnny Depp. It is James Intveld, I think, is how you say his name. But that's who the singing is done by primarily. It's not really Johnny. So Cry Baby, the opening scene, um, it opens with vaccinations. Um, you can see students getting vaccinated in school for some reason. We kind of have shots of who are going to be the main characters of this film as it goes on and this film doesn't it's sort of like a stream of consciousness film if i'm very honest <laughs> because we when we first see crybaby there's a clear separation between who are the squares quotations the good kids and the delinquents the juvenile delinquents known as the drapes mm-hmm. and when we first meet Allison before we even know her name we just see this shot of her saying I'm so tired of being good and she just yeah that yeah okay many this movie is 
highly quotable. <laughs> I just got to say that. I had several laugh out loud moments where I was just like, this is so fucking weird. I had to pause and collect myself because <laughs> I, I need to write notes for this podcast. Right. And I did not know how to structure this in any way that made sense. Yeah. So... <laughs> So bear with me. I don't even think I have captured a lot of the things that have happened just for the sake of my sanity. So uh, we find out that Wanda's mom is a crossing guard at the school and her dad is a bus driver. uh, But she's still a drape. So the drapes are kind of the cool um, gang kind of kids. Crybaby is called Crybaby at this point, I believe, because he sheds a single tear for no reason, yep. but just one lonely tear yep. sometimes. So, yeah, Crybaby is hanging out with his friends. Um, Allison's grandmother pulls up to get Allison away from the kids, the bad influences and Allison wants to hang out with the drapes, but uh, Allison's boyfriend, who is called Baldwin, is I'm like interjecting here to say that this movie sounds fucking batshit crazy. Oh, Pink Flamingos, yeah. yes, yeah. Okay, go on with uh, <laughs> the other batshit crazy movie that we're talking about, Cry Baby. <laughs> so where was I? Oh yeah, so Baldwin is like, we're squares. You can't be with the drapes, like. It's a segregation thing. Um, Allison grandmother, Allison grandmother thinks they're like evil and she shouldn't hang out with them, and yeah. wonders what Allison's dead parents would think about. Allison's an orphan, guys. We just get that off the bat. <laughs> yep, yep. And so, um, baby, uh, cry baby, and his friends drive up, and they're like driving alongside um, their car, and with this weird sequence that. It's kind of foreshadowing because they end up playing pseudo chicken with a car that's coming towards mm-hmm. them, but they swerve off in front of the other car at the last minute, so everything right. is fine. Wait, that's there's a line in that little bit where yeah. someone, um, they're like drinking or whatever, and they offer it to like uh, Crybaby, and he's like, yeah, I don't drink and drive. But like he said, in like such a like, oh, drinking and driving is so fucking dumb. Great. I love. <laughs> this positivity that's going on you know i don't know it's like it it breaks so many things in my mind yeah but um they're actually singing along to a song while they're driving uh it's not really them singing so this it's like a music movie but it's not necessarily a musical while they sing at some points it's not the characters singing all the way through i mean it starts off not being kind of musically, yeah. but then like towards the middle, yeah, and then moving onwards, then it becomes yeah like more of a musical. Because initially, um, I I think I did send you a message like I don't. It's not like a musical music, like yeah. it's of crazy, but it's like not a musical musical. <laughs> but then like maybe ten minutes later, there was like a a song with like a non-diegetic song where I was like, oh, okay, so this is a musical. Great. Mm-hmm. Good to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the scene right after that is the annual RSVP Charm School talent show. Mm-hmm. So um, they have a speech. Well, Allison's grandmother, I think, is like the head of the school or something. I'm not sure what her position is. But she gives a speech about juvenile delinquents and how they're infiltrating the town. And 
they're the girls are wearing these hysterectomy pants, which I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means. And let me say that I watched this movie very early in the morning, and <laughs> I did not know. I thought I was dreaming some parts, but they're real. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, so she tells them to remember the four B's, which are beauty, brains, breeding, and bounty. So we cut to um, a lake hangout scene where we don't, uh, we meet uh, one girl who really likes Crybaby, whose name is... Well, she's also in the, the beginning bits where she's like... You can see her, like, lusting after Crybaby, like, oh, my God, I'm trying to be this hot thing for you. And, like, that's when he, um, when Crybaby sort of talks to... uh, Allison. Allison for the first time. And so when she notices that he talks to her, she's like, oh. She has her little pouty thing that she does, like, throughout the movie. Yeah, she just pouts and spins around and storms off. Yeah. I was like, who are you? Like, why are you here? (laughs) What is your purpose? Like, why are you so upset? And why do you care? Like, can you not find another boy? Like, come on. But yeah, so her name is Lenora. Uh, we find out more about her later, but we can just see at this point that she just really wants Crybaby's attention. We find out um, that Milton, who is one of the boys, who is the other boy in Crybaby's crew, his parents are super religious. Like, Ooh, my favorite quote <laughs> comes up here. Well, here you go. Um, she... Okay, so they're, like, preaching or whatever to, like... They're just, like, yelling out religious shit, right? And the dad says something, 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 and they wear clothes that are clearly made by homosexuals. (laughs) I laughed so loudly at that. I just... It caught me off guard. I was just like, yeah, da-da-da, whatever, like... These clothes are clearly made by homosexuals. And I just thought... We're referring to his leather jacket. Yeah, and, like... and I was like, hang on, what? <laughs> but all right, we'll take it. Um. So, yeah. And we have Life Shaboom. So Life Could Be a Dream um, is sung by Baldwin and the Whiffles. That's the name of the group. Yes, that one. So this um, movie incorporates a lot of songs that are already established, Mm -hmm. but also some originals, I think. Yes. So it's a bit of a mix in that way. So Crybaby's group, I I wasn't sure where they were going at first, but they went home. Mm -hmm. And this is the part where I had to pause for the first time because so much happened in so little time. Yeah, yes. (laughs) So (laughs) they go home. Um, Crybaby and his sister Pepper apparently live with their grandmother and their uncle who is married to their grandmother. But I don't know if they just call him Uncle Uncle. Belvedere. But they're like hillbillies and I was like are there hillbillies in Baltimore <laughs> but 
I guess so. In this movie, there are, but they're kind of yeah. um, hillbillies. The uncle is naked in um, a bath pan kind of thing, scrubbing himself when they walk up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grandmother uh, is selling a gun. Yeah, is selling guns to to um, a black guy named Dupree. I say a black guy named Dupree because I think he's the only black guy we get by name. Oh right, right. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, accurate. So. Um, uh, crybaby sister um we can see when we meet her that she's already visibly pregnant but she already has two kids mm-hmm. and um the grandmother gives her a gift of a rocker that is made from like the ribs of other animals yeah it's a very <laughs> um flintstones yeah type thing where like you could see that being uh what's her name boo bubbles boo boo Betty Pebbles Pebbles that's the one like you could see Pebbles having um that as a rocker you know <laughs> that's that's it just looks like it could belong to Pebbles <laughs> yeah so they got her that but the grandmother and the uncle also get um crybaby a motorbike because they're having a their group is having their own kind of show as well mm-hmm. later on. It's a jukebox jamboree kind of thing where yeah. Crybaby is going to sing at. So there's this there's this kind of subplot of like singing under yeah like it's a like, very like <laughs> they're like gro- they're like gangs but not like gangs gangs it's yeah. like singing gangs. Yeah. Which sounds absurd and yes. <laughs> That is the answer. So we cut back to um, the the charm school where we have Allison who is singing a teenage prayer. But yes, so after that... Um, Crybaby gets on his brand new motorbike and takes off down to the charm school where he's like, let's go, Allison. But then Baldwin's having none of it and throws a drink in Crybaby's face and they get into a, like, I, I won't say a fight because it's like one punch, two punch. But that's yeah. about it. Yeah, but then Allison ends up going with um, Crybaby to the jukebox jamboree after asking her grandmother who is like oh well i'm not sure but okay fine i guess you can have some happiness if that's what you want yeah <laughs> but yeah so they go through the jamboree um allison meets the other girls properly which i guess they change her clothes because she was in like a full skirt and like, i mean it dress. was a white ass dress like she was getting <laughs> married and they're like um let's give her a makeover yes very quick and fast. So then we get to um, Crybaby's performance at the Jukebox Jamboree, and it's King Crybaby. A crybaby, 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 cry. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, but yeah, it's very um, rockabilly, Elvis, pelvis esque kind yeah. of thing that they're going yeah. for. Yeah, for sure. So after that, we go to a little scene off of the side of the jamboree where people are just on blankets making out just full on everybody's yeah, it's just like everyone's having sex with their <laughs> clothes on it's very like 
just hormonal teenagers <laughs> just being let loose. Yeah. It's obviously a very exaggerated yeah. scene or whatever. I mean, this entire movie is exaggerated, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like a bodies together. And I was just like, I don't need to see this <laughs> at all. These are children. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so um, one quote that I have from this scene is when Allison and Crybaby are on the blanket and Allison is like, I've never like French kids before and Crybaby was explaining it to her. It's like, you do this with your tongue and I do this with my tongue. And I'm just like, oh, please. And she says, actually pretty gross. She says, I won't get mononucleosis from this will I and I was like what I mean you could if he has mono but, but yeah, yeah I just after that I just wrote tongues cause a lot happens with tongues that <laughs> I just I won't get into. it's so gross we don't need that in our lives but yeah so while while making out though Alex Allison just starts expositioning about her life. life. Yeah. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're doing one thing. But now we're talking about your parents? She's She's like, I'm an orphan. Yeah, and then Crybaby is hey, also an orphan. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you're an orphan? Of course. I'm an orphan. (laughs) Oh, um, Hamilton anyone? (laughs) Oh, but yeah. And another quote, he's like, I'm an orphan, and orphans have special needs <laughs> to get into her pants. Yeah. I mean, okay, the one thing I will say about this um, is that there are, like, it's very focused on at least showing that there's consent. Yeah. So, like, um, he'll be like, well, she'll say, is this, he'll say, is this okay or whatever? And she'll be like, yeah, yeah, da, da, da. like he'll make sure every step of the way he's like making sure whether or not yeah. it's chill with her. Yeah. And so while this is happening, the boys from the charm school, I'm like sinking down in my chair as I talk about this. So the boys from the charm school are graffitiing the cars of the quote unquote juvenile delinquents. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm just like, but you're acting like delinquents right now. Like, we yeah. have seen the juvenile delinquents do absolutely nothing. Nothing, exactly. <laughs> Except for exist and maybe dress nicer than you. Yeah. So I'm just like, well. But, so, Lightning, I, I, I've literally written it like this. Lightning strikes the tree in the park and crybaby gets upset because electricity killed his parents and he has a tattoo <laughs> of, an electric, of an electric chair on his chest because his dad was the alphabet bomber <laughs> <laughs> that was also i loudly just cackled he was just like I hate electricity it killed my parents my he dad gets, was he gets the alphabet so bomb. visibly frustrated I'm yeah. like what, what? On, it's, it's nature honey it's alright I was just like I thought he was getting upset because it was disturbing him but no it's because he hates electricity yeah 
And then okay, but then he like proceeds to like talk about how his dad was the alphabet <laughs> killer, and he'll be like, airplane. He said airplanes, barbershop. Um, no, not airplanes. Air, um, airports, barbershop, something, something. I can't remember the C and the D. And then he talked about how his dad would sing the ABCs to him, and then be like, boom. This is very disjointed nonsense. Yeah. Like dialogue. Also, big note here: um, Allison's parents uh, both died on separate airplanes on the same day. Just yeah, needed it was to be like they took separate airport airplanes for safety. But crybaby, they both died. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. What? I was like, um, oh wait, what? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. So after this, yeah. Crybaby reveals that he sheds a lonely tear <coughs> because he doesn't want to do rotten things, but he does it for his parents. Right. Okay. So the Charm School boys set fire to Crybaby's bike and a giant fight happens between mm-hmm. the Charm School boys and the people of the that were at the jamboree kind of thing yeah we find out that lenora um supposedly is pregnant with crybaby's baby and yeah that just and baldwin wants allison to come back because he says they beat me because i love you but that's not what happened. No. Y'all literally <laughs> came down the hillside and started punching people. That's why that's, they beat yeah, you. Yeah, like, <laughs> you liar and instigator of nonsense. Yeah, but Crybaby's bike still works, and he, he doesn't really want to engage in any of this, so he tries to leave with Allison, but the police arrive to stop them just right. in time yeah Woo. so the police i had to pause here as well because of what i saw and it <laughs> was it's it's set in 1954 so the police i don't remember seeing that many black people when the shots of the jamboree were happening but the police arrest all the black people and put them in a truck mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the white people are going into like the cop cars but it's only the juvenile delinquent slash hillbilly people it's right. none of the charm school right. people because i'm guessing they're too good to have been the... part of the fight even though they clearly were the... well not even part of the fight but to be the ones that caused it yeah. necessarily even though they're not in their designated square area. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you came out to hillbilly country. Clearly something is wrong here. Yeah. But anyway, all of the delinquents um, end up in court. We meet different aspects of other people's families, which I won't get that into. Yeah, this is a lot of weird nonsense yeah. happens. And that can be said for the whole movie, but <laughs> this scene especially, it's just like a bunch of like nonsensical things happen and the judge is like, okay, um, Allison, you got off with a warning. Yeah. Uh, oh, baby. Pepper's kids, um, the two kids that she has, they get taken away to an orphanage, yeah, yeah. which is very sad. And I think is what 
is the turning point for the grandmother who is also in the court mm. house when they get said names. So like, oh no, the babies. Um, but yeah, crybaby gets sent to jail, like a boys' yeah, reformatory. Too. It looks like jail. Yeah, it looks like jail, but they called it something else. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what it was. There was so much going on. Um, but yeah, Lenora goes to where he's being taken away and tries to get press attention by saying she has um, Crybaby's... Child or whatever. Yeah, and stuff. And, yeah, Crybaby is in prison now where he gets threatened with a haircut, with a wiffle cut to look like the square boys. And I was like, oh boy, (laughs) we're in this territory. Yeah, teardrops are falling is when Allison is crying into a jar. Oh, and then she drinks it. <laughs> that was also... I thought she was saving up the tears to yeah. send it to yeah, him. Yeah, because that's what I thought as well. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, weird, but sure. <laughs> but then she drinks it, and I was like... What? I mean... Like, then why? You have to understand, when we mean she drinks it, it's not like she takes a sip of it. Like, she gulps those tears. She, like, I mean, she very (laughs) impossibly, like, cries into this jar. Yeah. Like, very many tears. It's like a half full. Yeah. And then she, like, drinks it like water. So, (laughs) salt. But, yeah. But that song sounds like... Teardrops are falling etc <laughs> close enough but yeah <laughs> it's um it's it's all of the jailbirds singing with crybaby yeah um but yeah so this now that crybaby's been taken away um and on the radio allison is hearing about the interview that Lenore did in front of the jailhouse right. about having Crybaby's baby and they take some of what Crybaby said out of context right. to make it seem like he is so excited about it when actually he was being sarcastic. Mm. But what can you do? So, um, yeah, so Allison ends up going back with Baldwin now that she thinks that Crybaby needs to take care of Lenore and stuff. Yeah. And um Dupree who's in jail gets Crybaby over to the radio and Crybaby hears this when Allison is saying like she spits on his, his tears, tears. Yeah. and I'm like oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and this is when it's doing time for being young all right which <clears throat> sounds a little bit like this yeah, it's very jailhouse rock, jailhouse rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of with the choreo and everything. Like, you, you might as well be uh, Elvis Presley. I was about to try and do an impression <laughs> that I halfway decided not to do. <laughs> Because, no. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, so in a complete switch of everything, we yeah. go to Wanda's um, place. Who Wanda just has people on her lawn for some reason. I don't know what that's about. But <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
Wanda's parents get this girl, Inga, from Sweden and says that they're doing an exchange where Wanda is going to be going to Sweden yeah. that day. That's like, there's <laughs> no preparation for this. It's literally like she comes down because she's, I guess, running away. Um, she comes down, she has um, her bags and whatever, and she's like, oh, I'm leaving. And they're like, oh, hey, Wanda, look, we have this uh, Swedish girl who's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's all she does. That's like her entire role. And um, they're like, and in exchange, you go to Sweden and her mother and Potter will take care of you. So Wanda just ends up leaving the house anyway and hitches a ride to... Um, theme park where the I forgot to mention earlier but that's where the squares all of the squares are going to like open up this theme park or something Yeah, I don't remember this plot Um, but yeah so Crybaby gets a tear tattoo from Dupree and because I guess they got put into like the hold or something yeah. after doing all of that dancing yeah. and there's a drain like a drain cover so crybaby wants to escape so he goes down into the drain into the sewer bit under mm-hmm. the thing flash to milton and hatchet face who sneak through a field to get into a helicopter, helicopter. Yeah, to fly into the prison where they get shot at by the guards. Right. And during this time, Crybaby is crawling through the sewers and loses his pants. Yeah. Um, I know this doesn't make sense, but I'm telling you what happens. Yeah. When he got out to the other side, I was like, where where are your pants, man? <laughs> How did... What no, did you, we get here? I didn't... You s- missed it? I, I, it got hooked I probably on- blinked... <laughs> <laughs> it got his pants got hooked on like a pipe, so they got pulled as he was like climbing up to hold on to something. But I don't know uh, why he couldn't go back for them, right? Because <laughs> nothing was stopping him. Milton and Hatchet end up like not really doing that much. They go looking for Crybaby, but they can't find him because he's trying to escape on his own terms. Right. And so they end up getting into a truck, which is driving out as well without Crybaby, but they leave the helicopter behind mm-hmm. and Crybaby emerges into like the main guards t- guard um, area of the jail. Where they're giving the haircuts. And yeah. then the rat laughs at him. Yes. He was, he was following a rat yeah. through the sewer and the rat laughed. Like, snickered, and then went away. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> uh, we we go to the orphanage, the Chatterbox Orphanage, where um, Pepper's kids are being held, and we see this group of people being led through the orphanage, and we can see that the kids are literally behind glass, like you would look for puppies and pets in, like, a pet store. They're just right. behind glass. And they're all doing like some weird themed thing. Yeah. So, so one of them is like vacuuming. One of them is just like on a pony going back and forth. And it's like, this is not creepy. Disturbing. This, is, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> but we find out that this group of people, um, they have 
Pepper's... We're not even going to get to it. But we find out this group of people is actually Pepper and Grandma and Uncle Belvedere. Right. And they break her kids and all of the kids out mm-hmm. of the orphanage. Yeah. And they trap um, the lady who runs the orphanage behind the glass. And they leave to go to the theme park. Essentially. We um, can see on stage we have them singing um so the drapes the delinquents and the hillbillies um infiltrate the park um so allison gets distracted on stage um allison's even Allison's grandmother is kind of on the side Love of the drapes, drapes mm-hmm. kind of, and says that Allison should go to what her heart wants. I think I started losing the will to write at this point because <laughs> my notes Fair. my notes are sparse. Um, but yes, yeah, so that happens, and Allison is like okay, I guess I love Crybaby now. So... Yep, yep. <laughs> but we can see, like, Baldwin is flirting with Lenora. Yeah. And stuff. So he's, like... Over Allison. Yeah, kind of. all this nonsense that he's put everybody through. But I, anyway. I guess so. And Lenora was never actually pregnant because she actually steals a baby doll from a child and is like, I, I had, just had the baby. baby. Literally, she takes the, the doll immediately and says da 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 rather than like she doesn't steal it and then over some time appear somewhere else like oh have a baby no no she's right in front of the child who she stole the thing from it's like (laughs) this is a real baby that I had just had that I did not have five minutes ago that belongs to myself and also crybaby which is like Mm. No. Oh, God. So, <clears throat> Allison, who is now back in love with um, Crybaby, sings, Please, Mr. Jailer. Which is like a very, like, sexy, like, Please, Mr. Jailer. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they, like, grind on glass, so. Yeah. Look forward to that when you watch it, because you but, need to watch this. Again, there's this little sub where the, the judge who sentenced Crybaby is kind of in love infatuated with Allison's grandmother so he when he sees her with Allison he is like okay all right okay then so he just like runs right. <laughs> he's like okay crybaby is pardoned yeah essentially <laughs> like oh that crime you did not a crime oh that crime I think you did not he didn't even do anything no I know that's why I said like the crimes that I thought you did but yeah, so Crybaby is released and is given $3.50 and a pair of clean underwear. Uh, yep. And we find out in a twist, to end all twists, Baldwin's grandfather was the one that electrocuted Crybaby's parents. And they laugh about it and laugh and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so Crybaby challenges Baldwin to a game of chicken, but with them on top of the cars because normal chicken isn't dangerous enough. Yep. And 
And um, yeah, so we have what is the last song of the movie, which is High School Hellcats. We're high school Hellcats, high school, etc. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> Pepper actually ends up giving birth to a baby. Like, she gives birth. In the car? In the car. She's in the car. During chicken? That they're doing chicken in. <laughs> and, but, yeah. Question mark? But, yeah, so, um, Crybaby wins the chicken. And then the movie ends. But <laughs> not before he sheds two tears. Right. And everyone... <laughs> Everyone else is shedding a tear. And I was like, all right. And that's when the movie ends. So so that was an adventure. Oh, we forgot to mention. He gets like a tear tattoo. I earlier. mentioned it. Oh, okay. We mentioned it. I was clearly in a different planet at the time. But yeah. Okay. So that was... It's a wild ride, you guys. I think... I... Okay. So, uh... <laughs> I'm going to go first. Please. <laughs> uh, musically, it's, you know, standard 60s swing, jive, um, jive well, type. 60s, 50s. 60s, 50s swing, jive, like... Um, you can just imagine the sort of Chuck Berry riff at the beginning. And then everything sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, except for like the two songs, which are like very like barbershop quartet. But those are songs that already exist in the mm-hmm. world. Anyway, um, so musically, I think I like it anyway because I do like sixties end of fifties music, um, which uh, for me would then be like a three point five. I would say. Uh because they used songs that were already existing. But I found that the, the use of songs that were already existing were kind of reserved for the whiffles. Yeah. So all of the squares, whereas the the originals, the originals mm-hmm. were for Crybaby's group. And I think that was done probably on purpose. Yeah. Uh, as well to show that they are creative where the squares just follow what's already been done yeah so i think for that i'll also give it a 3.5 just because i appreciate what they did mm-hmm. like with with that choice as well yeah um story-wise so if you've seen like rocky horror picture show <laughs> think of that like it's very like it's very camp and like loads of things that don't really make sense happen yeah and it's like an experience like you it's not like don't go into this like oh i'm just gonna have like a chilled sunday viewing no i mean it's a very short movie which well i mean short in terms of because it's an hour and 20 something minutes which is what movies used to be like that used to be the normal length of movies it's only since the year 2000 (laughs) movies of two hour lengths are common (laughs) yeah yeah so it's short in terms of like what we'd watch today like you wouldn't go into cinema and be there for an hour and a half and be like oh done all right (laughs) so yeah i do like that it is like kind of 
like a short little snippet. It's like watching two episodes of something. Um, it's nonsensical. It's fun. It's so absurd in terms of its dialogue. It's batshit fucking crazy. Um, and I, I think that's the third or fourth time you've said that. I yeah. I it's. I mean, I cannot. There's no other way to tell you how insane this is like it's insane um and i don't think we we can do it much justice even describing it um i think i watched this with a friend of mine and i think about the second time i paused it they were like are you okay and i legitimately said i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i love it though so i mean because of its campness like i like if you're watching it straight then no but if you're watching it in sort of an ironic sort of here for a fun time the way you would enjoy Rocky Horror Picture Show then for me it actually comes to like a 3.75 <laughs> yeah I don't know I think you don't walk into this like I, I went into this movie not knowing what to expect. Yeah. But it was only um when my friend mentioned this was a John Waters movie, I was like, Oh, oh boy. Okay, because I knew what John Waters movies were like. Mm-hmm. So like, oh boy, okay. Yeah. Alright. Here we go. And um yeah, it was about it was about what I um what I expected. It was just ridiculous right so i think for that and it kept me awake mm. at four in the morning so that's fine um yeah i think i'd give it about a four nice like i had a, I had a time with it yeah wait a four what what is our rating system again uh, <laughs> music, music is treble clef. Uh, story is bass clef. Story is bass clef. Okay, so four bass clefs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're 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 four episodes into this podcast. I totally used it once. <laughs> I know. I know what this rating system is. Um. So overall enjoyment. Again, it's you don't go into this for a straight watch, like a serious watch. That's not. A thing it do. reminds me of a dream, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know how you got from A to B. You don't know how, you know, 1 plus 1 equals 77, but it is. <laughs> and so that's, like, you need to go into it with that kind of mindset already. I didn't know what to expect, even though I'd seen the trailer maybe ages ago. Um... I forgot completely what it is to expect, but um, I had such a freaking blast with it. Yeah, so it kind of made me overlook me. how much I hate Johnny Depp right now. I know, I know, right? <laughs> I think in a message that I sent you, I was like, you know, because John Depp kind of sucks as a human, but yeah. also this movie is a fun time. So I give this a four for mm-hmm. enjoyment. Yeah, I think I I I agree with you just because I don't know it was so like compared to the things that we've watched before right 
this is just like so left field yeah <laughs> from anything else I yeah was like, okay yeah all right yeah i yeah it was it's just so much fun so yeah four four also awesome great so uh like i mentioned before we're doing greece for this year's musical theater society production anyone who doesn't know that has not been listening to this podcast yeah so welcome i mean well this is a fun episode to come in on so (laughs) hi um but yeah it's been going pretty good uh last week i i've very sparse memories of existing (laughs) the last bit so i don't remember last week but what i can tell you is that we have choreographed every song except for the one that we're going to do today. We have done all the songs except for the one or two, except for the one that we're going to do today. And we have staged, we have um, blocked every scene except for one. Woo! Woo! <laughs> ah. Yes! <laughs> and we have maybe four four more like normal rehearsal like days until intensives mm-hmm. so that's <sighs> <sighs> that's me breathing out in like sort of relief how are you doing as a cast member um well after i have strained my elbow through no related circumstances to mm. this <laughs> um choreography is going to be interesting but no it's it's fun um it's it's interesting to see it all kind of coming together now mm. uh just people who weren't maybe necessarily into their character before getting more into their characters if they right. weren't before um yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's good. <laughs> I haven't eaten yet, okay? I'm hungry. <laughs> I haven't eaten either. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's make sure we both are alive for the end of today. Okay. Um <laughs> you cool cats and pretty kitties i know you're itching to beat feet and burn rubber down on the street alessandro latieri sunny okay sunny you know better than to interrupt me before i've introduced myself ah geez miss i was just having a gas with the radio stuff (sighs) alessandro we are stuck with each other every afternoon for the rest of the semester. That sounds more like it's your problem than my problem. Okay. Well, welcome to... What is the word, is the word that invites Miss Mills in detention? Mills in detention. I'm Miss Mills. With me. Miss Mills, your resident theater sage. Resident flower child, more like. <clears throat> your resident theater sage. And guidance counselor and detention supervisor. Miss Simcox, 
How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And it's unfortunate that you've made your way into detention. However, I would like to know a little bit more about your manifesto. What is the most important issue in your run for vice president of- I would like to clarify, first of all, that I'm actually here volunteering. I'm just teaching, you know, these people in detention what it actually means to be a responsible student. Um, sure thing, patty cakes. Oh, yeah, whatever. Um, the most important thing in my manifesto is um, for students to engage more with sports clubs. So take Danny Suka, for example. He's trying out for the track field team, which, you know, it was my doing. And yeah, I think it's the most important thing because it keeps the students motivated. And not only that, they keep them out of the tension and they, it gives them something to do other than just being gangs and race cars and talk about girls behind their backs and yeah. You sound like you're feeling something in there that you want to let out. Are you going through something? Do we need to have a talk? guidance counselor to student. I'm okay. Great. Eugene, I assume you are here on the same pursuit in detention? Yes, I am, I am here to uh, tutor my friend. Yes, I have a friend. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, continue. Um, oh, continue. I did not understand how that was funny, but oh, yes, I, could say I, it I didn't ask. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, um, I am here to tutor someone. I think that this school needs an exemplar student um, who takes his studies seriously and who believes that uh, there is something out there after high school. You know, I do my own research outside school. Yes, I have hobbies. Uh, and I think people should take science more seriously and especially robotics because that is the future. Yes, it is. Mark my words. Why, thank you, Eugene. Maybe you'll find one of them robots that could uh, do something for you. The girls here ain't doing that much. Alessandro, you are... Sunny. Name is Sunny. Anyway, thank you so much, the two of you, for participating in our radio show. All right, we're here with Marty and um, Johnny Casino, is it? I think we might have graduated the same year. Marty. <laughs> Marty Maraschino, like the cherry. Hey, yeah, uh, hey, uh, Marty, what's shaking? You already know. <laughs> okay, both of you. Um, who was your first boyfriend, Marty, and why did you break up? Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> February 30th, 1940. I was with Kaniki. It was like the 30th day of kindergarten or so. I don't really remember. But we were sitting there in, on the sandbox. It was the cutest moment ever, truly. The best first date I think I've ever been on in my entire life. We're sitting there, and Rizzo comes over, and she freaking kicks sand in my face. But he thought it was really hot, I guess. So my whole relationship got ruined. Oh, my. Okay. My dad says it's good to start off early. I think... I like your dad. <laughs> I really think 
you and I need to have a private talk after this. Uh, can I have one of those private talks too? Just me and Mari. No. Why would I? Just ask. Alessandro. Sonny. Sonny. My name is Sonny. You know what my name is. I don't care. Johnny Casino. Hi. <laughs> so, um, what brings you back to this school, well, Rydell? And why are you performing at the dance? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's absolutely great that you're here, but why? Well, I had a lot of really good moments at Rydell, you know, the kinds that kind of speaks to you through your music. Like, I'm really inspired by every single situation. It influences me greatly, you know. So Rydell's obviously made a lot of my songs amazing because I have, you know, a lot of inspiration. And I think the best way to gain more inspiration is come back to the place where it all started, you know, back here on the stage with all these hot little mamas, you know? Hey, who you looking <laughs> at? Not you. <laughs> oh my, okay. Well, thank you for participating in our little radio show. Anytime, anytime. All right, I'll see you later, Marty. Oh, we yeah. really so need to talk. In the Can I see you soon? I mean, sure. All right, that's all we have um, time for today. Uh, yeah, okay. Goodbye. So thank you guys for hanging out. Um, it's been a blast. I have been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, um, all variations of TMM, TMM podcast, or tell me more, tell me more podcast, or email us if you feel so inclined um, <laughs> at tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to listen to our Spotify for the songs that we really enjoyed from this movie and upcoming ones. Yeah. So, uh, yes, this is goodbye for today. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.